Welcome back, guys, to another podcast of the Trial and Error hosted by yourself, Jana. Um, I have Alicia here today. We are going to be talking about a little bit about sort of like the spiritual, uh, being spiritual, but also um, working, uh, like, I guess, in a high pressure job or um, the corporate world. Um, people sort of sometimes think that it can't be connected, which it can be. Um, Alicia is going to be a coach and that's, um, well, she is a coach and she'll be talking and helping people through that transition, but also going and finding what they truly want to be doing if they are working in the corporate world and are not feeling as fulfilled. So would you like to say hello? <laughs> thanks for having me. How are you this morning? I know it's early where you are, so thanks for, thanks for joining. <laughs> yes, no, it's been a, um, yeah, got my cup of tea, so I'm good. <laughs> so, guys, it's 5.30 where I am, um, and it's... It's 8.30 where I am yeah, here in Melbourne. Like, yeah. So a much more reasonable time for, for me to be joining than for you to be joining. <laughs> All right, so let's have a chat about like um, what you've been up to. So obviously you're writing a book as well, which mm -hmm. is amazing, um, but you're still working um, full-time at the yeah. moment and then obviously starting your coaching business on the side. Um, how yeah, you so a bit, a bit, a bit of a hectic time. Yeah, yeah it's, 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 been, it's been a lot, you know, plus you try to live, live, live all the other parts of your life, you know, being, being a parent as well and trying to run a family. So it's definitely busy. But I think when you find something that you love and something that you feel passion and drive for, uh, it almost falls into alignment because it's meant to be, because you're not meant to be doing that's something that's really tough and that's the, that's the battle for a lot of people. So, yeah, I'm working a... a quite a high pressure um, human resources role in a large organisation. Um, so responsible for a, a lot of people. And that's been a, a big gig during the COVID experience for everybody um, and all the different experiences that people have had. And it um, came to me in a meditation that I wanted to write a book to help people move out of fear. There was just so much fear happening in the world. And you're seeing it in corporate, the absolute panic of people and you know rightly so for some people that's what they felt that that was their their journey but how do we now then pull ourselves out of that fear and I think you can really learn a lot from other people's experiences so the book I'm writing is interviewing um, 25 odd people about their experiences and how they've pulled themselves out of fear and what being awakened is to them so some really really spiritual so some people that do you know are still traveling and are focused on mediumship um, others that have had some really interesting life experiences where they've just kind of got into it and got it got it got it done yeah so nice. it's been it's been amazing listening to people's stories. I've felt really empowered by each person's stories, and they feel like my little babies as well as I reread the stories. It would though, because it's sort of like everyone has like when you do meet people, it's sort of like you don't really dive deep into mm. their stories and everything like that and what they've been through unless like you're quite open, you've got some time, like that's what you're there for. So it would be amazing to sort of see everyone's experience and like um, your book is with people all over the world. It's not just Australia as well. So I think that's right. um, the 
like the different upbringings and everything like that would be mm. huge. So um, no, I'm super excited to have a read of that one. And um, so, some of them I've known like on and off for, for different experiences, and I didn't even know those things about them. And I think, <laughs> and I guess that's where the integration of corporate into spirituality had a really good place for writing the book. Um, in the type of role I've had, I've interviewed people for for jobs. I've conducted investigations so I've got that skill to be able to pull information out of people when I'm talking to them and that was really helpful in the book because some people just went oh yeah this is my story it's just boring and and you might have just accepted that as an answer but being able to in a really respectful way sort of dig a little bit deeper and get some some more um, response from the questions yeah no it would have been um quite interesting seeing what people would have responded as well like with your job um did you do you find it hard to obviously have conversations with people about being a little bit more spiritual or do you find it a little bit like where you are um accepted or are you the weird one <laughs> especially if they don't know car, like yeah, know. would be so hard <laughs> um i'm quite private at work with yeah. people Hi to those listening to this. <laughs> Surprise. Um, but I've always been quite private and professional. I think being in a senior HR type role, yeah. you really need to separate the two. Like you can't be the person, you know, drunk on the street, spilling your, your guts about everything you do. Um, you've yeah. got to maintain that, that professionalism. Um, but I think it, it weaves naturally into some aspects of corporate. So I certainly wouldn't sit down um, you know, at lunch with people and, you know, be discussing the likes of, you know, astral travels and different dimensional beings or anything quite extreme like that. But understanding how people can read people. So the energetics of a room is a really good example of how you can help guide leaders or guide people in conversations, in your own conversations, in knowing, you know, when someone walks in a room and everyone kind of goes, oh, I don't know about that person. What's well, why don't you know about that person? that's 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 energetics but they're just not putting out that label on it yeah yeah like I guess connecting the dots that it's like that's what you're feeling it's not like that gut feeling it's that energetic Mm. um I guess because people are so unaware like there's a like there's obviously people that are getting becoming more aware um and sort of looking into it and wondering like okay, I'm not feeling fulfilled, like what do I need to do to sort of feel like that? Um, so it's super interesting to see like how it all goes. But, yeah, I definitely feel you on that one of like, um, like I'm a pretty open book and obviously my job role isn't um, as high up so I can be a little bit more happy-go-lucky and sort of like. How, how do you do it? Yeah. You sort of like test test the waters a little bit first. Let me just say something a little bit spiritual oh, and see if yeah. they take the bait. Oh, I 100% get like all the time, like I'm the weird one and stuff like that. So it's like, but um, I do, I just believe in something that is higher. Like I just think that we're all here for a purpose and I just go with my gut. And sometimes people don't understand that. They just, they don't understand, like especially I guess with my Instagram, how I um, tell people, um like the ins and outs of my life and stuff like that and people like why why are you doing that like why are you talking to people like and I'm just like I I actually don't know I just feel like I need to 
like that's and you do it so well what do you think that is so you know you obviously feel an alignment and a calling to um you know share aspects of yourself um and help you know support others in that way why do you think it's that people find that as a mismatch I'm not sure like I think um some people have their views on what they like they're very private and they mm. don't want people knowing about their life and I think a lot of people probably think that I put everything up there but if you know me or my friends or anything like that it's like there's a lot that doesn't go up there um I don't know I'm not sure like why they think but it, there is like the obviously the running joke at work it's like if um if anything's happening like I'm filming it or like I'm <laughs> something like that like it's like that's what I do um but I just feel like um, life's so short as well. So I just want to collect as many memories as I can. Yeah. So like that's my reason for doing it. But, yeah, it's very um, interesting being in like the corporate world. I'm definitely, um, I wouldn't say the odd one. I'm just, yeah. yeah. Probably. How, how, how far down the path do you go with sharing your beliefs? Um. I don't know like depends who it is with like I definitely know because obviously I work with uh, like a male dominant industry so Mm. definitely with the males uh don't go too much into it like oh obviously don't be that woo woo weird girl (laughs) yeah I'll just say like um but then yeah they'll see stuff that obviously I put on my Instagram and stuff like that like the full moons like if I do a little ritual or something like um but yeah, with the males, I probably wouldn't go into um, as much detail, but the females, like if we're sort of having the chat, then mm-hmm. I'll obviously go into that. And like my girlfriends, um, like some of us are quite open and we can have like really good conversations and stuff like that. So um, I definitely know that I have more to explore with the spiritual side of it. Um, so, yeah, I think it'll be... I think it's that- and, you know, where, where you're coming from as well, you know, if you think about the posts that you're putting on, they're coming from a genuine place. And I know when I see your posts, I'm always really excited to see them and they look great and, you know, you always look very polished and fancy, but at the same time they've got a genuineness coming through them. And that's the comparison I feel when you look at people, you know, paid Instagram stars or people that are doing it with, with different intentions. The purity's not there or the high vibration's not there. Yeah. And I think that's the thing is like posting it when you feel like it. And there's a lot of stuff in recent, like I did probably post a lot more. Um, oh, I'm sorry. <laughs> My partner's calling me. <laughs> um, <laughs> um, there's probably a lot more that I've wanted to post um in the last six months but I felt like I haven't been able to because of my job um yeah. so it'd be really interesting obviously going in like because I've just changed jobs and everything like that so it'd be quite interesting over the next few months to see if I feel more comfortable sort of posting things um oh, I feel you with that I won't yeah, yeah you're, I know you're, you're helping me with with my um, social media and gathering because I'm not a creative person. I love your skill in that area. But at the same time, I'm still, despite feeling very confident in my path, knowing what I'm going to do, I've got a plan. 
every time I post something that's a little more than, hey, I'm writing a book, um, there's a little bit of that nervous energy that sort of bubbles up and it's that fear of judgment. Yeah. Um, you know, what are people going to think? And then I sort of take a step back and say to myself, well, does it matter what those people think? You're still really competent at, at your job. You're not um, spruiking anything that's going to hurt anybody or damage anybody, um, but it's just how far down that path you can go. And I guess I'm not willing to be completely open on social media while I'm in that type of a role. Yeah. And that's just my choice. There's no, there's no, it's not that I'm scared and people might listen and go, oh, you're just afraid to do that. It's not, it's not that. It's still my professionalism in my role. It's still really important to me. Yeah. And I feel like it's hard because there's such a, like, I feel like you're either a hippie, like this is yeah. what it's like, you're, you can either be a hippie or you can be working in the corporate world. Like, and it's just like, they're slowly getting meshed together, but it's not. Like I honestly, I always have that identity problem because I'm like on one, like on one, I'm like I just want to sell my houses, travel, fuck everyone, be a little yeah. happy, and then I'm like I really like European cars and I want to dress up really sassy, and I want. I'm like, can I just have like both? Like, why can't I have both? Yes, can we? I think we can. You know, I think that's and that's sort of where the the spiritual community is heading and you know I've been involved in you know different workshops and um shows where people you know a lot of psychics and mediums have been and their energy can be heavy not all of them but you know you look at it the other way you've got a lot of people that are in the spiritual realm that are still really heavy and that haven't done the work themselves they might have a natural gift or attune themselves in that area but they've still got a really high ego that's taking over all the time and um, they're, they're unhealthy and they're not happy. So, you know, you can kind of get, get, get it in both ways. But I hear uh, before I had my daughter, I just used to fantasise about this lady I'd met once. She back um, hitchhiked through Mexico. And at the time, it just sounded like the coolest thing. I've been to Mexico a couple of times and I could never hitchhike through Mexico. Yeah. yeah, and I just, I remember listening to her going, I think it's more the the, the, the essence of freedom attached to what she yeah. did and how attractive that was to me. And I was thinking, imagine that, these people that just somehow was, you know, managed to weave their lives through ending up, you know, in Costa Rica for a month and then go somewhere else. And I'm like, how do you do that? And like, I guess, I you know, it just hasn't been my path. Yeah, no, I definitely think that as well. And then I'm like, okay, Jenna, be realistic. Would you actually be okay with that? Like, because I think, um, I think when, so freedom is the one thing that I chase in life. It's just like, it's always been like when I look at everything, which is so weird because I am building another house and I've got a mortgage. So it's like, well, that's not very free. Um, but it's weird how it's like, I find that freedom is linked to sort of like the opportunity, but like obviously stability as well. Um, but when I think about freedom, like it's different for each person. Mm -hmm. So for me, freedom is just being able to have options. So to be able to have options is financially have options of being like, okay, well, I want to go do this. Whereas freedom for some people might be like, obviously, not having a mortgage, not having yeah. much and being able to just go. So it's really interesting, I think, like um, seeing this all come through because I'm like, okay, 
if I wanted to like sell everything and decide to go do something like that, then I would feel like I would be starting from ground zero again. Yeah. Like I, I couldn't do that to myself. Like even though freedom is everything that I want to do, I want to be able to structure it properly. So if I do want to go do that, I'll be renting the houses out and all that sort of stuff. Cause I'm just yeah. like, and that's, yeah. and that's, I think we've been, we've been ingrained to think that we, freedom is either you're backpacking through Mexico or, 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 or you're not, like as a silly example, but why can't it be something different for each of us? You yeah. know, why can't, you know, um, freedom could be for me having one day off a week that I don't have to work, that I can do something really cool for myself. I can get a massage or have lunch with my friends or go sit by the ocean and meditate like whatever it is that I want to do that would be amazing um I've just been so indoctrinated to your point earlier where you're either a hippie or you're you're corporate yeah I think that's part of the programming that we've had throughout our lives you're either one bucket or you're the other bucket and if you feel somewhere in the middle that there's something wrong with you you're not truly aligned to one way or the other and then you're like you gravitate towards one side and then you're like, well, this isn't me. And then you go to the other side, yeah. and like, this isn't me. Cause it's like, I do remember when I was a little bit younger and I did go through like that sort of like more hippie phase and obviously trying to like do like grow and everything like and do all that sort of stuff, which I still love. But then it's also I'm like, Jenny, you just like, I'm struggling to keep plants alive. Like probably don't go and do this. Um, so I think, it's so interesting and then it's like I've gone into the corporate world and been like chased that like obviously Mm. and that's obviously what like where I've ended up with these two houses because I've chased that and I've wanted that and then I got there and then I was like this isn't bringing me the happiness that I thought I would so I'm I'm going to stop chasing that and I'm going to start chasing what I want to do and it's just been like the huge like because obviously um one of the guys that I work with um he's actually quite spiritual and awake I guess and we both went through that at the same time where we earned a lot of money and then we got to that point and we're like we thought this would make us feel different and we still feel the same and it was just like we just realized then that it's like money is you know you hear it but you have to actually go through it to actually mm-hmm. feel it because it's like if you don't actually earn that money you, you're like oh yeah I know but then when you do it you're like okay like I've done this I've done mm. what I meant to do and now I'd still feel a little bit lonely and a little bit empty yeah you can't have the lesson unless you experience it yourself yeah um, you know even I um when I turned 30 I, I had like a midlife crisis, I think, and I decided to, um, I didn't have a, I didn't own a home at that point or anything, but I decided to pack up and travel around Southeast Asia and do some volunteering. Um, oh so I quit my, I quit my corporate job and I'm like, I'm a planner. So whenever we go on holidays and trips, like there's a spreadsheet and we know this is the bus we're taking and this is the thing. I like <laughs> the idea of just being like winging it, but I think that would just give me stress throughout the entire experience. I like to kind of know what's, what's coming up and what's planning. And so I wanted to release some of that from myself and sort of test myself a little bit. Um, and I wanted to go for a decent amount of time and obviously financially that wasn't always going to be possible. So I found this amazing um, school in um, Siem Reap in Cambodia and I got a volunteer teaching gig with them for 
three and a half months and you live on site in the room and you teach adults and you have your classes then you're kind of free to do what you like for the rest of the day but before I got there I traveled through um and this is all on my own so parts of Thailand a friend met me in Thailand and she left and then I went to can't remember the order now it's terrible Laos um Burma, Myanmar, Laos was amazing, yeah. uh, and v- and Vietnam, and yeah. so I did this like it, it was semi backpacking because you know I had sort of a budget of around fifteen dollars a day. Bless you, <laughs> I had a budget of about fifteen dollars a day, and you know you can get decent accommodations. So I didn't need to share anything, and you know, every now and then you splurge, but it was a really a big test of myself to to meet people and be myself and get on a bus on my own and not know where I'm going and walking the streets of Burma on your own as a female in the nighttime, you're like, what am I doing? Um, And then having the amazing experiences of teaching in the school and I still have some friends there that I met through that experience and that was one of the most amazing things I ever did for myself. I had this budget of, you know, barely any money, Um, you know, some days you're sitting in your hotel or, you know, hostel room crying because what am I what am I doing here I don't know anybody and you're seeing all these like you're you're sitting having dinner on your own and in my imagination I was just going to be this flamboyant person all of a sudden where I was going to meet like hundreds of people and join these great parties and be invited to things but no I was just sitting me on my table on my own eating my spring rolls watching all these groups of people that were on holidays so you know try to push my boundaries a little bit more in everything that I do no. Ended up getting quite sick and being hospitalized, but there was a lot, and there was a lot of lessons in that as well. Oh. Good. <laughs> Probably like the best thing I ever did. <laughs> yeah, I know. Well, we, we kept we kept losing water in Seattle where I was living. Oh. And I was like you'd be washing your hair and then you'd have to go into like the gutter and turn like a mains on to get the shampoo out of your hair. Like so these poor locals are looking at was just crazy woman doing on the ground washing her hair. <laughs> You're like, I gotta do what I gotta do. Yeah, I've got to get the shampoo out. Yeah. Um, so you know, the, just things like that, I think, you know, the corporate gives you the opportunity to have the funds to do some of these more free things. So you can work out what is your spiritual path, what do you want to do, what do you want to achieve? Yeah. Cause I always wonder, like, I really do like the corporate world and what it offers and everything like that like I love like dressing up and um, heading into work and everything Um, and I don't I think um, at the moment there's such like especially like a few years ago there was a huge like shift of being like be an entrepreneur stop working your nine to five and everything like that Mm. and I remember like and 100% like I'm one of those people that is like yep cool like I'm gonna go do something like that but then one of my girlfriends was like I just don't have that drive to do that and I feel like at the moment um you're kind of not like I guess shunned but like if you're not mm. trying to be an entrepreneur or something like that um you're looked down on and I was like that's so true because it's like we can't not everyone can be an entrepreneur and I think <laughs> people do it and they've failed and then I was like, because I was in sales, so it was sort of you manage yourself. So what you would call it is an entrepreneur. So you're inside a I like that. Yeah. So you're inside a company, but you're doing your own thing. So I had the best of both worlds in like that's like I thought, because I was like, I was doing my own thing, building my own thing, but then I was obviously had the backing of a company. And yeah, I just remember thinking like, 
not everyone wants to do and be that like um go out and start up a business and all that sort of stuff and it's really scary and some people like some females just want to find someone like have kids and stuff like that like why are we um I guess putting one thing on a pedestal and not everything like it's Mm -hmm. like we should just be sort of being like okay cool like everyone is on their own path we need to respect everyone's path that's such a good point because if everyone's an entrepreneur who's who's in a, in a factory building the part that we need for this laptop to work or yeah. you know who's sitting in zoom updating the technology so we can have these conversations or you know making your beautiful dinner at your local restaurant for you you know we need people that do those things and that's how we fit into a community and a society yeah um, and we're made to feel that programming that if you like you said you know if, if you're not doing something then there's something wrong with you I was I was away the other day for work and I looked out over my balcony and the room looked over kind of a, a golf course and there was a guy on the golf course like obviously he worked there and he was doing some weird thing I don't know golf or with, with, with what looked like a mower he was like it's like he was always scraping across the the part where you push kick the ball off from oh yep and I don't even know yeah I don't, I don't even know the right terminology apologies to any golfers that are listening and I looked at him and I thought, that's nice. Like you're just sitting on your lawnmowery thing and you just, I mean, I'm sure you have life frustrations, but there was a freedom to, you know, to what he was doing. And I had a moment where I went, how nice is that? Like I'm about to go into some really heavy, intense meetings. And you're like, um, can, I have, and, can I have a go? It'll be like quite therapeutic. But, you know, I think about the value that we that we can contribute when we hold higher vibration, you know, everything is energy and that, that it's thrown around a lot. But when you think about it and you can really live by it and you can hold a higher vibration, you're helping support those people who may be stuck in a lower vibrational frequency in your office. Yeah. You know, when you're sitting in a meeting and the, you know, the grumpy guy or the grumpy lady comes in, you're like, oh, that's just how they are. Well, you're saying that's how they are because they're affecting your energy. So in a couple of aspects, you can help support. If you've got a high energy, you can help the vibration of the energy of that room be uplifted. Yeah. Um, you can protect your own energy, which stops a lowering of it. And by helping support that person who's the, the grumpy one in the office across from you, hold a higher vibration by the conversations you have and the way that you respond to them, you're changing the dynamic of the whole room that you're sitting in. And it's quite, it's quite miraculous when you watch it play out. Well, the, I actually was just listening to an audiobook yesterday and actually it, this just what you said reminds me of two audiobooks. Um, the first one, it was, I think it was Lead Without a Title. And it was the fact that mm-hmm. no matter what um, role you're in at work, you are a leader and you need to lead. You don't need to wait for your manager to lead. You can mm-hmm. obviously be the best person that you are. Um, and that was just what came into mind. And I, I reckon everyone should read that because it's mm-hmm. like, your role and the way you show up affects everything, like how you go home and all that sort of stuff. So if you're not leading and um, taking charge, then it's sort of like you're going to not like your job. Um, yeah, and or you're going to be like, oh, it's all my manager's fault. Like I have to wait for them yeah. that sort of stuff. Or, you know, Susie who's sitting next to me, she's such a bitch, I can't handle her. You come home and you're like telling your partner, Susie's a bitch, Susie said this, Susie, oh, I can't stand Susie, she's so yeah. rude, I hear her on the phone. And suddenly you've completely lowered your vibration because of Susie 
Yeah. Why would you give Susie that much power? But it honestly does. It does take a huge toll, um, like, of your home life if you don't like where you are at work. Mm-hmm. And then it just, like, that, um, what you said about the vibration. Yesterday I was listening to um, an audio book and it was like, you, what did they say? Pretty much, like, you can't, no one can hurt you unless you let them hurt you. Yes. So it's like, but it's like, an energy thing so it's like if you're letting someone take your energy away like you're letting them do that and someone was like well that's ridiculous because I work with this very grumpy person blah 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 and then she just ended up laughing because she was just like you know what fuck it like I'm not gonna let them take my energy and it's exactly what you were saying it's like you have a choice if if you're working with someone that you don't want to work with you don't need to let them take your energy you can hold it mm-hmm. i remember going to this lady once um and she just said pretend to put a protective bubble around you mm-hmm. and just um to protect your energy because as well um like that's the most important thing I believe I have is my energy. So I don't want to be giving it to anyone. So she was like, in the morning, just put your protective bubble on and then go start your day, which I thought was like really good advice. Yeah. Um, I do I do that every day for life anyway. And I kind of picture it almost like my arm is going on. Not that I feel like I'm setting up an idea to go into battle, but I'm 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 putting my you know, like I'm protecting myself. I can feel yeah. like especially in some of the some of the work that I do. I mean I deal with a lot of, you know, not not a lot, thankfully, but you know, there's people in the workplace that are bullies and that does take a lot of energy. But the concept of it being your responsibility of how you feel is so difficult. And even now, as someone who you know, is quite spiritual and aware of those things. I still struggle with that sometimes. I see myself slipping back into that pattern. You know, if someone at work has rattled me a little bit, I'll I'll see myself thinking about it and being upset about it and I'll feel my mood drop. And that's, I'm really conscious of feeling my energy and the way it goes up and down. And that's kind of my barometer all day as to how I'm responding. Am I doing enough work here? Am I standing up? Is my bubble or um, my armour strong enough right now because if this person that I'm sitting in front of has just dropped my vibration and I can feel it that's on me to lift it back up again and I kind of say to people if if you've got this high vibration or you know you're somewhere in the top sphere or you're happy you're just cruising along someone triggers you or pisses you off or you let them drop your energy do you know how much harder you've got to work to get it back where it is where, where it was before that happened it's like why, why would you waste your time doing that? And, look, I understand it's really easy to say that when you're at work and, you know, you might have a manager that's a narcissistic bully. You know, it, it is really, really difficult. Um, and, you know, and a lot of the work that I do, I really try to make sure that my workplace is free of those environments. It's really important to me, not because it's legally right or politically right or, you know, we shouldn't be doing that. It's just not right for the people that sit there and don't have the skills or capabilities to know how to manage their energy because yeah. that bully only affects certain people. So that bully goes, oh, that person's triggered by me or that person's energy reduces. We all feel the energy whether we subconsciously recognise it or not. So they target that person. Why doesn't the bully target the strong, evolved, happy person over there? Because they know that it's not going to go anywhere. So <laughs> exactly. Like, um, yeah, no, that would be like... Yeah, very interesting because it's like, um, yeah, I've never been like bullied as such in the workplace, but I do remember one place, 
this lady just had it in for me like it was just yeah like she I just have no idea like um and she would she made it obvious to other people as well um like people like yeah no nah, there's definitely something you can feel it yeah and like <laughs> other people could pick up on it as well and it was just like it's just so funny it's like like if she just takes a step back she'd be like or like was a little bit more aware of being like okay cool like why am I why do I feel like this mm. towards her like what's the issue what's the yeah so it's just so interesting like in a workplace it's like you have to be around these people that you probably necessarily like you probably might not be around in- no, I would never be friends with some of these people you just like but you know you have to form that professional vibe and I do the like the armor and then if I feel that um you know even in the workplace if I feel that my energy's dropping or someone says something to me you know you just get that feeling oh just feels a little bit deflating yeah and you, you think well that didn't and that can be in work it can be in, you know personal as well um just going okay what was that all about quick run through let's digest it let's let's chuck it out and let's do something else and the breath is a really good indicator of when your energy is dropping as well so you yeah. can do all this stuff while you're sitting in your office you know typing the most corporate professional email and be thinking about your breath and where your energy is at and then I do this like sort of spiral of energy so pictures like it's almost like a tornado of and I use gold because I think gold's a really strong protective color yeah I'll just like spin it picture it spinning around me so you know nobody can kind of if they're going to come near me with their negative energy, that's going to be flung off to the side by my energetic tornado. Um, yeah, that's good because I think um, a lot of people are like, they don't understand how they can raise their vibration. And I mm. you know, I was like that a few years ago because I was like, everyone was like, you need to rise, raise your vibration, You blah, blah, blah. And I was like, okay, people are saying this, but like, what the fuck? I'm just like, okay, <laughs> sorry. And I was okay, like, weirdo. Yeah. <laughs> but it is, it's like just filling your cup up and doing your breath work or like a little meditation or even just like going yeah. to the toilet and just taking like 10 minutes to yourself, like yeah. just doing your thing. Um, and but yeah, eating as well has a big impact. Like I find like if I'm sitting there and everyone's gone to some, you know, big like Palmer lunch at the pub, everyone's going to be a bit ugh in the afternoon, you know. And it's not, I'm not talking about diets or anything, anything yeah. like that because, you know, I love some hot chips like the next person but at the same time if you're there going because you're feeling crap about what's happening and you're going to the vending machine and you're having a can of coke and you know all those things your body's got to work so hard to process the sugar in those foods or the fats in those foods or the nasties in those foods your body can't spend time thinking about its vibration so you know it's naturally going to drop drop its vibration so just trying to do things that keep you in a, in a higher flow go outside and just stand and stare at the sun for two minutes honestly I have to do that sometimes in our workplace because mm. it's so bloody cold but then also yeah. like I just get so tired in there because it's just like mm. it's very stagnant energy I guess mm. so I have to go outside and stand in the sun for a little bit and then I'll come back in but yeah, I I had pasta yesterday and I definitely felt like in the I, feel the like, I like oh, when I, need train, and I just felt like after because I was just like I just don't feel like I just didn't feel the same when I was at the training session and also like not drinking enough water and stuff like that is Mm -hmm. makes a big difference I try to like little things like if I normally have an afternoon coffee but I've replaced that with a tea so I'll have my morning coffee because otherwise I'll die and then I'll have my tea in the afternoon so just like little things and um, if I'm driving if I'm not on public transport 
I'll pump my radio up the last like five minutes before I get to work and just like sing and just get a song out. And so then you're walking going, hi, everybody, good morning, as opposed to, oh, the fucking traffic and I got stuck on there and there was an accident. Think about how you're setting your day up when you walk in there. Um, Also like the way, like it's a huge thing to be putting on other people like when you are and people just don't realise and it's like people will sit there and have a chat and stuff but then they'll start moving away and you'll start realizing like, why are people moving away from me? Like, yeah, because I don't want to be like, I find when I sit down or, or like when I come in, I'm like morning. And then like people want to come up and chat and see what I'm up yes. or like something like that. It's not. Cause like, you make them feel good. They're attracted to that high vibration. Whereas like the person that goes, Oh, and I've got so many amazing sadness. Okay. I'm just going to keep away from you. Because yeah. I've done that. I've done that. And I've walked in and I've just been like, and as well, like I've been there, like because of everything that's going on with work as well, I've been there, I've bitched about work and everything like that the last few months. And it's just like, I don't want to be that person anymore. Like yeah. I don't, and I'm like, no, that's that's not who I am. That's not like what I stand for and all that sort of stuff. So it's been very interesting to sort of like get through or like, if something's been done to you to try and avoid or like, yeah, like be the higher person. Yeah. Like, okay. Yeah. It's affecting me. Let's stop doing this. Like, how do you get? Yeah. Let's there? change, change my energy, lift it, do something that's going to lift it. And you'll see a difference. And I think there's still um, a lot of people. And you know, I think there's some of these, these principles apply across life anyway, but that go, well, no, that person's being mean to me. Why should I do something to change my energy? Why don't they just stop doing that? Or why don't they stop being rude? Why does that? Why can't this person just stop bullying me? Uh, or, you know, all those things. But when we move out of that victim mentality at work and go, what can I do to change that? That's when those really strong leaders come through. Yeah. And I think that's, um, like, a huge thing. And I think that's, like, been when I was talking about that book before and it's like being a leader no matter what your role mm. is and it's like people want to be well like they want to move up in a role or want to be a manager and stuff like that but then it's like they don't do any of the steps to sort of do that and then they wonder why someone else gets it and it's like you actually need to lead before yeah. like you're a you manager do. or something like that otherwise people are going to look at you and be like um I don't know if you can do this job like yes and leading, you know, leading with your energy. And a lot, of, a lot of managers get promoted because they're good at, good at their jobs, but they lack that, that energy or that leadership skill, and yeah. they're not happy. And you see it, you see it so often. And I really try to focus on helping develop new leaders in workplaces so they do feel empowered. And you know, I wish I could just go, guys, let's talk about energy, let's talk about vibration. But you know, you sort of, you just, you just re- re- rewording and repurposing it you know, in another way to try and help people do that. But, you know, it's and it's not for everybody, the, the corporate environment. There's different levels of corporate. I mean, there's yeah. casual corporate where, you know, there's a small office environment, it's more homely, right through to your really big sort of banking corporations. And I'm completely unattracted to that really high corporate energy. Like I couldn't think, you know, and, and the banking and those types of pharmaceutical industries don't really align with my personal beliefs and values either. So I, I would struggle to be in that environment, which is probably a, an important point for people to reflect on. Am I aligned to an organisation that I work for that fits with my values oh, as well? Yeah, because I remember, so. um, 
a podcast and like because I wanted to what was it they were just saying this is yeah it's so weird like this is how I got into sales um someone was just I just had like this huge thing when I was like 27 I was like oh my god I've got so much to do before I'm 30 like this job that I'm in is just not going to get me there so then I was like okay and they were just like go earn what you think you're worth and I was like okay cool and they're like go into sales and then it was like just make sure you sell something that you love and I was like cool well Mm -hmm. I love houses I love building and all that sort of stuff so I went into that aspect but it's just so funny when people don't think about that they're just like okay before that I was just like this job this job this job like I never had to really um it the jobs just opened up and it was just like okay Mm -hmm. let's go to this job and I never really thought I never took direction in my own life to be like this is actually what I really enjoy I think this would be good for me um and then yeah, I couldn't imagine. I think I'd always stay in the building industry if I was going to stay in like a corporate job. Mm. Um, it's great that you found, found your passion in that. Yeah, because it's Cause... just like, it's so funny though that, that there's a lot of people that would be like totally misaligned. Yeah, especially people who have a level of awakeness or spirituality working for a big bank or a pharmaceutical or a government organization if they're not aligned especially now it's brought you know a lot of people's awareness to what's important to them and you know I'm, I'm sure they must just sit there I see people when I'm on the train sometimes they just look like they you know they, they die and they're just you know they're just well, getting up and they're they're, they're walking to the office you know and, and it's, it's terrible you know they're down on their phones like this no one's looking at anybody you know even on the train I try to smile at people probably think I'm weird um, you know, I don't want to sit there chatting to strangers all day. That's yeah. not my vibe either. But, um, you know, just having a level of warmth or, you know, stopping if someone's getting off and allowing them just, you know, connecting with people. You know, if someone, you know, when you get like a surprise thing, like, you know, you might have your coffee and then someone might go, oh, you know, you look like you're in a hurry. You know, you you order first. Yeah. You're like, oh, well, thanks. And how, how nice is that? Let's just kind of return that energetic favour. We don't need to be fairies like running around, you know, doing everything. But if we could in everything that we do at work, you know, try to be a bit higher vibe, a bit kinder, a bit warmer. I think we'd bring more spirituality into the workplaces. It doesn't need to be a combination of complete out there spirituality where people are talking about, you know, I don't know, yeah. trying to think of a really extreme example, you know, astral yeah. travelling to the 12th dimension or something really bizarre or, you know, talking to people that have passed. doesn't quite need to be at that level, but it can still be integrating, you know, like, oh, why do you have a crystal on your desk? You yeah. know, that, that seems to be coming a bit more of a norm now in offices. Yeah. Well, yeah, I've got one around my neck and a lot of people do notice it. Mm-hmm. And, um, and they ask me, like, why I wear it or which one it is and stuff like that. Yeah. Um, so I think... curious. That, you can... It's helping them. Yeah, and indoor plants, like, in the workplace and everything like that, people are sort of like, yep, cool. They kind of understand that it's like, okay, we need to bring inside in we need actually like plants mm. and that sort of stuff to help ground us so I think it's a very interesting like time at the moment to sort of see the transition of like how it's going to work and everything like that but yeah it's still got like a way to go and I think I think, I think a lot I think the, the, the working from home, I think has certainly opened up more avenues for people as well. Yeah. Um, I think that the 
especially here in Melbourne, you know, for me to go to the CBD is from my door to the front door of the office an hour and a half each way. So, you know, it's a huge amount of time spent travelling and feeling overwhelmed. And that's that I was always in a constant panic of I'm going to be late, I'm going to miss a train, I'm going to be late. And you're always really stressed about trying to balance everything. And but like I think three the- hours of your day is commuting as well. Yeah. It's just like the one thing that I like about working from home is like when you're at work, you're thinking about the things that you need to do at home or you need to catch up on. And it's just having mm-hmm. a few days of working from home, you can catch up on your washing and everything like that. And then yeah, it's, like, it's nice. I can go for a walk at lunchtime. We've got a, a really nice park up up around from our home. And so some lunchtimes, I was like, like a, you know, people probably look at me strangely in the street. I take my lunch and walk up there, like take my bowl of salad and just sit up there and have my lunch. And that's lovely. And I think the, the density of the cities is so high that, you know, and for people that are aware of their energy, um, the more you become aware of it, the more you are aware of it, if that makes sense. Is it the correct <laughs> sentence? Um, so, you know, previously you were kind of walking or walking around oblivious to it. You know, you felt, you might have felt it, but you weren't aware of what you were feeling. But when you're aware, you're walking to the CBD, for example, if you're not there every day, you're like, oh, this just feels heavy. Yeah. Or, you know, you'll walk through the lift lobby of an office building and you'll go, oh, and it feels sticky. So if you're not then putting your protection around you, if you're not doing things to raise your energy, those things are just going to stick to you and they're going to hold on to you. So I think there will be a flux of people as we move back into more office-based working that may want to have a shift and may not recognise why they want their shift. So it might not be the work that they're doing, but it might be the way that they're doing the work that feels heavy yeah like there's like you don't necessarily need to quit your job it's sort of like Mm. you just need to put things in place of like obviously protecting your energy and maybe maybe if you're still feeling like okay this isn't this job for me maybe you need to say okay what's aligned with me what's my values Mm. where where like it might be a career shift but you don't need to go quit the corporate you don't need to go live in byron bay and and you know like smoke weed in Nimbin to be a spiritual kind yeah, of person, yeah. I guess. It's an extreme example. Um, and Byron Bay is a beautiful part of the world. And I was like, um, I would live there. I'll, I'll go there tomorrow. Well, I shouldn't say it's terribly flooded now. But, um, yeah. yeah, I think it's just you don't need to have, I think the spiritual, the word spiritual doesn't need to be a negative anymore. And we've been programmed to believe that it is. Or like integrated practices. Yeah, woo-woo, like you're a full weirdo. We can't talk about that. Don't embarrass me. Don't talk about that. Um, You know, and I I talk to a lot of people. That's what I want my coaching to focus on, you know, as a starting point is energy integration. So how do I integrate this energy I'm now aware of into my life to use it as a positive life force? Yeah. How do I maintain my raised vibration? How do I recognize what could be lowering or raising it? And for people that live it, it's it's simple once you can get it, but it's really hard. It take it's it is constant work. Well, I remember when I was going through my part of being like raising my vibration, and then it was like, okay, like don't be around negative people and stuff like that. And I was like, okay, cool. And I was like doing my thing, and then I realized that my my partner at the time was that person. Mm-hmm. and it was just like you have no idea and some people could be married or like have kids to this person and it's just like whoa like that's huge I just didn't realize I was like doing all this stuff I don't understand and then I just like had to take a step back and I was doing some coaching and I was like oh okay yeah. like yeah. shit there's and there's a lot of people that have that 
you know, whether it be jobs that they realise are no longer aligned in serving their purpose. And I think that's, you know, ask yourself, is this serving my purpose? Yeah, it's paying my bills, but are there more happier ways I could have my bills paid? Or is there somebody or some people in my life that are toxic? Or is it the environment that I'm living in? Is living in a high-rise apartment no longer allowing me to connect to myself, to connect spiritually? Is, it, is, it, is the energy too dense for me now that I'm aware of it? Yeah, I always think like, I don't know why, but I always think over in like China and stuff, I'm like, how are those people surviving? <laughs> I, I, I loved apartment living when I was younger and I never lived in one of those massive high rises, but I love, you know, being close to sitting, close to action. And now I just really enjoy the calm and the quiet because it allows me to manage my energy better. It's different for everybody. Yeah. Well, that's like, um, I always think like I'm in an apartment at the moment, but I definitely think like, obviously when I start having kids and stuff, like, cause I was brought up, um, on like a hobby farm and I would just oh, love cool. to like do, go, or don't want like that much land. I would kill everything, but, um, <laughs> something that has like a nice backyard, but like some chickens and all that sort of stuff. Like I know at that time of my life, like I would love to go back to doing that. But it's interesting how it's like everything, like there's different stages of your life and that's what works for you at that time. Mm. But, yeah. And that's okay. I think that like the key thing I think we're, so we sort of keep integrating through is there's there's no rule. Like you don't have to be on one end of the spectrum or the other end of the spectrum for it to be right for you. You yeah. can find a way to kind of put it in. You know, I think about now I've got a daughter and we're attempting to grow some cucumbers and zucchinis and I say attempting very loosely. <laughs> um and, you know, if she's watching Peppa Pig as your favourite TV show on TV, and, you know, she's fine, but I can see her mood, whereas when we go outside and we have a look at how the cucumbers are growing and we water them and we jump around, like it's just such a different vibration. I look at her. Um, it's helped me a lot, you know, having her to really think about the activities that and, what, what, and what, what I allow consumption to be. Yeah, that's such an interesting thing because I remember like my partner um he like he's a very outdoorsy kind of person he's got a lot of energy so um he's just always mentioned like seeing kids and stuff inside watching tv and it's just because people just don't have the backyards that we used to so it's like mm. they're either on the road playing or they're inside watching tv and it's just like yeah it's such a like you just wonder like those kids that are growing up. And then it's like, I've heard like, obviously um, kids are having to go to the physio and the Cairo because they're obviously on the, on the yeah. phones and the iPads like a lot earlier. And I'm just like, wow, we don't really know how that can, that affects us so much um, as well. And then like I had, I went to my first psychology appointment yesterday and there was a lot of like teenage women there and I was like, like either just start, straight from, or like, it was like two o'clock. So I don't like, they must've left school to go to the appointment. Um, and then there was one like, that obviously looked like she didn't even go to school because she had like shorts on, Ugg boots and everything. And I was just like, holy shit. Like I know. what's happening? Like, because yeah. they're more focused on, their phones and that instant gratification of scrolling. Like I know if I sit there and look at TikTok for too long, you know, I can just scroll there and it becomes almost obsessive. So I've taken a lot of those apps off my phone because 
whilst they're fun and have a glass of wine and scroll a bit of TikTok and chill out, if it yeah. becomes a point where you're doing that as opposed to doing other things, then you go to then you go to bed and you this this cycle. What have you actually done apart from looking at other people's lives? Yeah, um, and then it's like that judgment and stuff comes in as well. Which yeah, is just like killing people and as well it just comes right back to being like well that person's doing this so I should be doing this and all that mm. stuff. And it's like people end up in jobs that they don't like or relationships that they don't like yeah. like I feel so unfulfilled and it's what like, you're supposed to do yeah what you're supposed to do and you know and but no one's teaching us as adults or more specifically us as children how to recognize their energy how to recognize what's right for them I think and how to understand yeah. themselves. That and I'm still so trying to navigate how you do that with a child. Like I'm, my, my daughter's only two, but still, you know, when they have like big temper tantrums, just helping them regulate their energy, bring them back down again, you know, thinking about how we breathe. Yeah. Um, and I think like um, that is a big thing of like trying to figure out what is going to work for you and what's going to make you happy. And it's like as well, like your income, like I think people go, like I'm tossing this up at the moment because it's like I've taken such a big pay cut and it's stressing. Like I do get stressed out, but then I'm like, okay, Jenna, you have that time to earn that income somewhere else. Mm-hmm. So it's like, but it is, it's just like, okay, I'm like looking and I'm just like, well, should I apply for this job? Should I apply for this job? And it's just like the amount of freedom that I have in this job now currently but it's like, it's not the income. It's just insane of like what my little brain is like. Mm. Yeah. And we're used to gratification, right? You know, so our work emails are now like, oh, you know, after dinner, go check my work emails. Why am I doing that? Like if something is really urgent, somebody will, will call me. Like if something terrible has happened, I'm not a doctor, I'm not a surgeon saving lives. Yeah. Because I'm looking for that. I've become so ingrained and indoctrinated in the idea of like, needing yeah, to be needed. Yeah, like check that. my emails. Oh, I'll reply at 10 o'clock at night because that makes me think, um, you know, I'm good, I'm I'm valued, I'm I'm worthy, you know, in that company. Why? Set, you know, set our boundaries, set your values and live to them and you'll be so much happier. Yeah, I have more respect now of people that are like, this is my job, this is when I clock out, not doing anything else. Because I'm yeah. like, I've done that. I've been like the person that's like, oh, do like message back or like been on seven days a week. And it cooked me. Like I honestly, like mm-hmm. I'm not set good boundaries so I had to leave sales and it's just like I look at people that um that take every Friday off every Sunday off like in sales and they just have the best balance yeah it's nice god I wish I could have done that like I know hindsight's a nice thing isn't it yeah and it's just um and then yeah obviously going back into the admin work and stuff like that where people I was like nah this is my job. I'm checking out. Mm-hmm. Like, that's it. And it's honestly been like a huge, um, I don't know, just relief as well. Like not having to like in the afternoon, I'm not worrying about someone calling me or like anything mm-hmm. like that. It's just like or stuffing up a house or a job or something like that. It's just like, huh. I know it's, it's, it's free and you can kind of release from it. And that's what we've, we've the more and um, people need to realize that the more energy that you give people like that who are still, you know, in corporate and obsessed with the 10 o'clock at night emails, they're not going to thank you, but they're just going to keep taking more from you. Yeah. And, you know, you're, you're, you're like, giving oh, your energy away to them. 
well, I know Alicia will answer at 10 o'clock at night because she's done that before, so I'll get an answer off her. Yeah. And then if she doesn't, I know I'll get an apology at 7 o'clock in the morning going, sorry, I missed your email last night. Why am I sorry? Why yeah. am I putting an energy why am I putting an energy of sorry to that person? So <clears throat> I've been really trying lately to think about the words that come out of my mouth and the emails that I write, the way I write them. If I've missed something, it's not sorry, I've missed this. Um, you know, just just changing your language so you're owning your energy and not giving your energy away to the other person. No, 100 percent I think sorry is something that a word that we just started throwing around a lot. Yeah. And it's just like, um, my roommate she says it all the time and I'm like why are you saying sorry like mm. like for something that I've done or something and I'm just like it's like it's just that reaction of like saying sorry and it's like no you're literally giving your power away and yes. you're apologizing for something that you didn't do and it's just like and then yeah I've like um I used to say it all the time and then I've stopped and I've sort of pulled pulled back and I still do it every now and then but yeah it's a uh, I don't know what it's all these habits we've got to need, need to change in our behavior and you know when you're in the rat race so you're getting up and you're going on the train you're going to work and you know all these things in the back of the mind because they're, they're right for you but it's just putting them into practice so if everybody could just choose say i don't know two or three things more or less whatever works for you um and focus on those things every week and kind of make them habitual to your life so i'm not going to say sorry anymore yep i'm gonna i'm gonna pre- try to be positive when I walk in the door and I'm going to go stare at the sun for a minute every lunchtime. You know, three things that you can do without anyone looking at you like, you you know, they're judging you or they think you're a weirdo. Yeah. And integrate those things. And then when you've mastered those three things, jump to something else and just reflect back, you know, six weeks later and go, wow, I do feel a shift in myself. No one else has changed. That guy's still a bully. Susie's still complaining sitting next to me, but I feel different. Yeah. No, I was just thinking because I know obviously I'm helping you with your content ideas. I was like, You are, you're amazing. <laughs> Anyone listening, get Jana to help her with content. Yeah. I was like, you should be doing those every week, like little um, like try this this week. So <laughs> let's add, add another template here. All right. Well, I gotta go because I need to get to the gym. Yes. Lovely, lovely, lovely to chat to you. Yes. No, it would be awesome. And we'll definitely be doing another one as your book is coming out. Great. Can't wait. I'm so excited. And I know we're going to catch up uh, Monday next week and go through rolling it all out. Yeah. So I've been a bit radio silence on social media. I wanted you to launch right and we'll. Yeah. So guys, I'll put um, um, Alicia's Instagram handle on the bottom of this as well. So you can find her, but she'll obviously be tagged on Instagram when I release it as well so you can go find her yeah awesome (laughs) enjoy your day have a great day thanks for getting up early (laughs) bye bye